again, I am perfect, so I never have yeah. to have like extra takes. But Aaron needs them all the time. Yeah, every every yeah, word yeah. that Dave says makes it into the pot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rhyme or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day, and welcome to my bad poetry, a podcast about poetry that is bad. It started with a wolf journal, and now as we enter into season three, we celebrate that it has become way more than just me and Dave spitballing on this journey through the private pages of a journal. We have now seen more journals and drafts (laughs) from other people that should have otherwise remained reserved to the shelf, but we are grateful that it is being shared. And what better way to start a season than with another incredible guest? She is a blogger, a YouTube host who has not only interviewed poets, but is a poet herself, having set the incredible goal of getting published in 10,000 journals by 2030. A goal inspired by a husband who has a voice of an angel, I might add. (laughs) Fizza Abbas, we are overjoyed to have you on the show. Thank you so much, guys. I'm having a blast, so it's so much fun. Well, we'll wait till we get to your poetry and we'll just tear it to shreds and no no fun is allowed on this podcast. Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. I see it. I see it. I'm not going to say anything. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to ask before we started rolling, what time are you recording with us today? It's uh, 10.47 p.m. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hopefully you're a night owl. Otherwise, I feel yeah, very yeah. bad. Oh, good. Of course I'm a night owl. Oh, Come good. on, I am. Oh, good, good. I think Aaron goes to bed at like 6 p.m. He's kind of boring, but you know. No, no, 9.10, Dave. I'm in bed by (laughs) 9.10. Well, um, did we miss anything in the intro that that you might want to get out to our listeners before we dive in here? Uh, Just a bit about my books. So I have uh, authored uh, two books so far. So uh, my first book came out last year in 2021. It was uh, through a chapbook competition that I won by uh, Famadan Publishing. The book Mm -hmm. name is uh, Uljalud. And the second book got released this year by Ethel Publications. That book's name is Bakun. Nice. Very cool. Now, this actually brings me to a question I was was going to save till much later in the show. But do you write... in multiple languages or no actually primarily i write in english but i like to incorporate words from my language into uh, the english language so nice. the name ul jalul is an urdu word it means uh, clumsy and uh, the <laughs> word bakka it's clumsy and uh, clumsy is scattered uh, hair so oh, okay. uh, scattered brain sorry scattered brain yeah. and bakko Bakho means a girl with unkempt tresses. Like you can see mine right now. So that's, I'm in a bakho mode. So that's the name of the book. Nice. Okay. I love that. I love being able to incorporate your language and, uh, well, both of your languages. Yeah. 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 And, and just play with it together. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I was going to ask if there's a language you preferred to write in. Sounds like you, you mainly play with English. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, someone who else, someone else who plays with English, um, is Dave, and he writes 
hastily po- written post. <laughs> I like how you're making fun of me for my badly written poems as you struggle through the introduction to my poem. That's I was, perfect, Aaron. Dave, how about you hit us with uh, a poem to get us into the, the realm of poetry? Okay. This is a poem that I uh, spent many a painstaking seconds on. And it is called, To Be a Professional Musician. Am I very good? Meh. Do I, uh, am I the best in my town? Certainly not. Do I write my own music? None that anybody else in the world will hear. Is my technique impeccable? That can't actually be a question, right? Am I available last minute on a Friday morning? Yes. Yes, I am. I have found my niche. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I've been hired to sing for quite a few things, but it's always, hey, we had an actual musician who dropped out. Um, can you, like, kind of play guitar and fill in for us, please? Uh, uh, what kind of gigs are Friday mornings, Dave? Are you are you at like the retirement home or something? Well, well, this morning was for a funeral that oh, I did. Yeah, but yeah, like I've I've played for retirement homes. I've done like small wedding services, and it's just been kind of fun to be like, yeah, nobody's looking for me to play at their <laughs> wedding, but if they need someone last minute, I probably got time. <laughs> there you go. I'm the best ninth option. <laughs> I know in your blog you mentioned that you're a fan of music. Do you do any music yourself? No, no, please don't test my vocal cords at the moment. I am the worst person alive with like the worst voice ever. I am not really, uh, you know, I can't sing. I can't uh, even speak with a melodious voice. So there is this very uh, funny instance. So when my husband first came to meet me, it was our uh, first uh, unofficial date. Hmm. So he actually sang a song for me. And uh, I, I, I was like, you know, I also want to dedicate a song to you. So he was like, yeah, go ahead, please do. So there was a song, uh, Urdu song. Uh, it's by uh, Muhammad Rafi, uh, uh, an Hindi song. So it was called Pathar Ke Sanam, which means my, uh, you know, my, uh, my heart, my stone-hearted lover. So that's uh-huh. what it meant. So I actually sang it and he was like, stop it. Please never, never sing again. <laughs> Oh, no, that is beautiful. You know, uh, my, my husband often says that, you know, I have this ability to cause national crisis by singing. So I think I'm you're so unique in that perspective. <laughs> oh, that is just the highest of compliments, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, oh, man. Okay, well... I like to hear a lot of music though. So uh, when I was a kid, so my mother used to listen to old classical Hindi music mm-hmm. written by, you know, uh, like uh, Sultan Majrupuri and, you know, Sahil Dodiyami, all the uh, Urdu poets. So I used to listen to those sort of music, but I can't sing myself. But yeah, I love music. I love listening. Uh, recently, my husband introduced me to Yani's uh, instrumental uh, 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 play. 
so that was an entire orchestra and uh, mm-hmm. yani was the one who was you know orchestrating them and it was the best thing i have ever heard i also <laughs> love uh, instrumental music by you know juruma by kenny g and uh, all all those people all those people so when i was a kid so i listened to beethoven's ninth symphony and i was yeah. like oh my god what what did he what did he what did he try to say what is he trying to say yeah. and then uh, i couldn't follow it so i was like dadam 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 i didn't know what i this is the only thing that i got but then as i grew up and i was like oh okay so like you know this this is what he trying to say so there's so much fun I like listening to different types of music, but particularly instrumental music is something that I mostly resonate with. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I am really looking forward to digging in here, uh, Fiza. It has been several months since you first reached out to us on the show, and I lament that it has taken us this long to get you on. But I know that it was worth the wait. So, what do you have in store for us today? Okay, so I have this really bad poem that I'm uh, very embarrassed about. But at the end of the day, I am. It's it's actually very close to my heart. So if somebody is going to criticize it, I'm like, oh my god. But when I'm, I would be reading it. I would be like, oh the what the what the what sort of shit I have written. So it's like the just the result of that. I I get that. Yep. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that is the poem that I'm going to, uh, you know, read. So feel free to bash it, but Edward, please take care of my heart as well because like, I'm very scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not here to be mean to you. I'm here to be mean to Aaron. That's that's my job. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, let me just begin. The title of my poem is "Am I Polyamorous?" You might not believe me. like i don't believe myself when my heart covers for a strange presence i'm not in love love no 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 it is a different ball game altogether and not a level playing field where you would have a fair chance to reflect the light falling on the mirror of your eyes or to absorb the its remnants like you would want to if it's a face of life you can't give a peck on its cheeks to feel how they would look blushing at one name you have so many or to pinch your nose to know it would stay in different amid the cacophony of colors you know only shades or to kiss its broad forehead that draws so many bleak images of fate you are not so good at line heart you love the idea of love how a void of space that once was dark glimmered with a blanket of stars starting the premise of you for you it's a canopy held up over your world view but in reality it's a sky dim muted and subdued Hmm. Terrible. Te- no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Please don't miss your word. Say whatever you want to. The poem is out in the world now. It's out. It's out there. You've shared out it out there. Yeah. How do you, How do you feel about having shared this? Uh, honestly, I'm embarrassed, but I know that I'm going to work on it. So I will be slightly embarrassed, but when I would be done, you know, I would be like, okay, okay, so it's done now. Right now, I'm like, okay, feel free. I mean. What what can they say? These guys these guys are so nice. Anyway, <laughs> we're very mean people, but we yeah. don't know enough about good poetry. So we, what yeah, are we going to say? We, we can't be hard critics. We 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 don't know anything. And at the end of the day, does our opinion really matter? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I I don't even know where to start. I'm so curious what these um. 
these like almost backhanded uh are they are they insults that are that you've put in in brackets here <laughs> this is a very snarky poem <laughs> yeah i actually am insulting myself as well because i'm like because this is like a hidden voice that's mm-hmm. that's saying all all those you know things so i'm i'm there is this one me who's saying you know who knows that okay so you know i know myself i am polyamorous and it's okay i mean you know i need to embrace myself but at the end of the day there is this hidden voice that's telling me that you know you know nothing you are such an idiot you can't make sense of who you are then how the hell are you going to talk about something as abstract as love do you really even know the spelling of love so that's why hidden voice that saying that those things to me <laughs> I I love that. I think that's really good because there are so many people who are so overly confident in their understandings of who they are and what love means to them. And I like that it, you're just throwing this out there like, I, I know who I am, but do I know who I am? I understand all this about me, but do I? Like, I, I really like that you're playing with that. Yeah. I I mean, like, those interjections just stood out so much. It's just like... You're, you're all like, you feel they'd be blushing at one name. You have so many names. I mean, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean that that self doubt and that that voice that's within all of our heads. That's so relatable. Yeah, that leads me right to you love the idea of love. Like I I, I understand the mm. concept there, but that feels less like snark and more like a. Uh, well, I'm more aggressive. Like you love the idea of love, so are you actually seeking this out, or are you just? I mean, I'm. I call myself a romantic because I enjoy uh, rom coms. Because you know, I'm. I'm that kind of person. <laughs> but, but like, I love romantic comedies. They're so much fun. But at the same time, it's not an actual portrait of what love is. It's just like, how can we? manipulate people's emotions to make them feel something in a an hour and a half you mean you mean not every love story has a meet cute and then like a misunderstanding and then a beautiful resolution in yeah the someone running to the airport yeah. to stop the plane that i mean that's how i met abby <laughs> <laughs> i I'm, I'm curious as to what you find um Maybe what you find bad in this poem, I, I'm just really interested from your own perspective. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I like a lot of aspects within this poem. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, the title of the uh, poem first was, uh, Am I a Polyamorous Muslim? Because I, you know, I belong to, you know, uh, a Muslim family. Sure. So mm-hmm. this is, and then being polyamorous, and I'm married as well. So, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so this was like very contradictory in, in my own head. So I was like, okay, I know that my husband actually helped me figure it out, which is so surprising. So he knows that, you know, so I'm like, I have so much love to give out there that I can love so many people at, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which is why I have so many crushes. Every writer I meet, I have a crush on him or her. <laughs> so <laughs> it's very weird. So this is what I was like, this is the contradiction that was going on in my head. And I was like, have I been able to really convey it to my reader that this is what I have been going through? So when I read it again, I realized that there is a lot of room in there. There are certain things that seem very vague. 
like mm. when i'm since i have written it so i you know i can see it so sometimes what happens is we see depth where there is none so this is what i have been feeling that okay so is this really meaning something or i've just put it there for the sake of it i got gotcha. you <laughs> yeah actually yeah without the title i don't think i would have gotten any of that context just honestly yeah, i mean the yeah. the the um the idea of you love the idea of love like that dave pointed out that's such a universal feeling of right. like romanticized images of love and so in many ways it's 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 almost i feel almost far more universal and your title is is the the one giveaway as to the personal struggle you're trying to convey yeah okay right. with, yeah with the title there's the lens on it but without the title it's it is a lot more broad that's a yeah. good point yeah so i actually wanted to uh, put out there the thing that you know i'm married and you know still i have all these crushes and all these people that i'm you know you know i have feelings for so <coughs> sorry so i was like is it real am should i really convey it there was this conundrum going on in my mm. head that should i convey it or should i keep it hidden mm. what what exactly should i do with this concept and this entire poem because i was very scared that you know what if you know i come across as somebody uh, in 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 fiddle or disloyal to disloyal or something like that do i am not like everybody you know everybody i mean with everybody i mean my husband so my husband knows that you know i have such tendencies but still i was very scared that you know i either i should come out properly that okay so i am you know i am this or if i am reflecting my conundrum then it should have all the all the layers like you know the actual conundrum because sometimes i i when i read this poem i'm like is this really conveying or i'm trying to use words or just trying to make sense of the poem while while writing it so sometimes when you know when you certain lines come and then you're like oh my god that's that's so cool i want to write it and then you write it right at the end of the day the poem there is no poem i mean and there is no theme there is nothing there these are just like 10 11 lines without any am i really making sense or is it only making sense to me because i am writing it so i'm like a, you know it's like my baby so i'm mm-hmm. like oh okay okay so this was this was the conundrum with this with this poem yes <laughs> yeah um there's a phrase during my internship one of my um, mentors was telling me about how sometimes my my sermons were very repetitive Mm. And it's because I had that problem where I thought of a line. I was like, this line sounds cool. This line <laughs> sounds cool. And this line sounds cool. And eventually it's like five lines that are saying the exact same thing, just with different <laughs> images and stuff. And so um, the phrase that that she gave me was, um, you have to be willing to kill your darlings. And I think that's a common oh. phrase in, in, in yeah. writing, killing your darlings. Yeah. So this this it sounds like you feel that this poem is just a collection of darlings. <laughs> I I totally get that cuz there is some really cool like I love the um how a void of space that once was dark glimmered with a blanket of stars starting the premise of you. Like that that's beautiful. That is such a beautiful line. Um and I I honestly wonder, like I'm looking at it, I think you could fit this in a couple other places in this poem and it would change things. Uh, again, 
big grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt because <laughs> I don't know things about poetry. I am. I'm begging. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I think like there's there's so many beautiful lines, and you kind of wonder where where they should fall. Or if it's an entirely different poem, because that line of the, that that you pulled out, Dave, that is such a cool image. I don't know yeah. how it has anything to do with the polyamorous <laughs> struggle. I'm sure. I'm sure you could explain it. I should <laughs> want to okay, so I, you know, I have this tendency to defend anything that I write. Go for but it. I'm yeah. not going. No, I'm not going to defend all this okay. because this is like I, I feel that you know at times. Not defending things is the is the right way to go about it. I mean, you know, you need to look at things a little more objectively. Mm. You know, so what the, the the thing that you said that you know you need to kill your darlings. So I think that that that's what I want to do with this home. Otherwise, it's like oh my god, I'm like oh my god, oh my god, look at this line. But does it really belong in that home? I don't think so. You know. Yeah. Well, I didn't think we'd be running this like a workshop, but I'm loving this. Cause, I mean, yeah, there. It's such a fun one. I mean, yeah. picking at it, it, there's, like you said, there's so many really cool lines. Well, and I, I think, so for me, who uh, I, I'm not Muslim and I am not polyamorous, so like this is a really interesting poem because it's a glimpse into how. I could understand someone a little bit better. I think that's, Mm -hmm. there is a massive benefit to having poetry like this, hearing from people who have different perspectives than me, like that really opens up new worlds. So I think there's some really cool stuff, especially like with those interjections and with kind of the, the own, the self doubt in there too, kind of shows the universality of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a straight white guy from Minnesota. <laughs> um, and so I, I feel like my self-doubt sometimes feels less authentic. Like mm. I, I, and I feel like that's my own, my own issues that are coming up for me, kind of my own, uh, my own ideas behind race and sexism and all of these things that affect who I am that I'm trying to deconstruct and learn my way away from. But I feel like poetry like this kind of opens my eyes to a world where we're all people together, you know? Like we have so many different perspectives. We have uh, different religious beliefs. We have a lot to learn from each other. Yeah. I, I, I have to ask, is one of your darlings the line, I'm not in love, love, no, no? No, actually, uh, okay, I am not sure whether it is or not, but I I believe that that is the only line that actually says what I mean. I mean, in, in the entire poem, that's what I because that is the conundrum that is, is it love? Is it the right kind of love? Oh. Or am I, or am I faking it? Or, uh, no. you know, am I, am I being uh, dishonest to somebody or am I being dishonest to myself? So is it love? Is it love, love, or the infatuation, or the or the idea of love that I am confusing with the actual definition of love? Okay, it's just from I'm looking back at it, and that line stands out as it just feels like an entirely different uh, rhythm, and and mm. like because it has the love dash love dash dash no no, and so there's like all these duplicates 
which actually now that you say that it, it kind of captures the two sides of an argument <laughs> right <laughs> but oh now you've convinced me it should stay <laughs> you know i i i think that i should actually send you all my posts so that you can tell me that you know these are the lines that i should keep and these are the ones because at times there is so much conundrum and you know you you don't really uh, get that you know what should belong what shouldn't what what seems unreal so you know i think you will be a great help so i said you know now <laughs> oh man i i would i i don't know i i would feel too much pressure <laughs> <laughs> well this this has been such an eye opening first bad poem i i want to get to i want to get to another one here um we have two other options uh, what could be a beautiful Christmas gift for an unwed imaginative mother <laughs> or I can't find my specs. Ooh, Dave. I, I feel like as three bespeckled nerds, <laughs> we kind of have to do, I can't find my specs, <laughs> yeah. right? Yep. <Yeah>, okay. <laughs> that just feels authentic to all of us. <laughs> can't find my specs at the breakfast table when people are reading newspapers i'm poking fingers into egg yolks and gazing at crisp freshers of bacon mama mama have you seen my specs let me browse my books scattered on the bed what if i kept it in the almira let me clean out my closet today benzos and panadol are keeping my emotions at bay who needs frocks at the moment shirts blazers trousers please go outside the room let me look in other rooms as well. Sofas, tables, photo frames, sink, spice jars, check, check, check. Hey, should I check in the garage too? Phew, it's only the exhaust, nothing new. Holy shit, what I threw is in the commode and it goshed away with my humble abode. I have no choice now but to buy a new frame, the ailing grandy dame of a lens. Forget it now, let me fix the mirror hanging askew. I'm wearing my specs. Who knew? <laughs> oh. Well, that is a ridiculous little poem, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, actually, uh, this is my first attempt at writing a, you know, humor-based poem. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I am actually a very fun person at heart, but when I'm writing my work, I feel like a very serious sort of a person, which I'm not. I mean, I'm a very fun person. So this is what I try to do with this poem, that to try to showcase my fun side. <laughs> I Yeah, well, it is fun. It's coming across. It's yeah. coming across. Oh, That's very man. fun. <laughs> so we got these these uh, little couplets here. Um the rhyme just kind of comes in and out almost surprisingly it was just right which is just a fun little aspect of this <laughs> i love the twist at the end yeah <laughs> that was incredible <laughs> i have to ask is this autobiographical in any sense <laughs> Oh, yes, autobiographical with uppercase and, you know, just, just keep 50, 60 keyboards at times. Everything is caps lock. And this is, this is the entire autobiographical thing. And it has happened to me, you know, lots 
of times like you know uh, i'm somebody who has lost so many uh, so many specs that now i have six four in backups <laughs> yeah i actually broke one yesterday so, <laughs> okay so this is the one okay so this is the one the one that i'm wearing so it has this you know it it is actually the fix so if i you know take it off you can say that you know you can see it is it is bent over over there it has been uh, you know fixed yeah, just yesterday so this this oh, got gosh. broken so i actually uh, ha- i i don't know where to place my specs so what i do is sometimes i put them right uh, you know with my uh, you know with my books like near my side table mm-hmm. or on my pillow sometimes uh, they come out, come out from my blankets so i have to you know uh, sometimes uh, they are once actually one of my specs uh, you know fell into a, soup, a bowl of soup <laughs> oh wow i'm actually very clumsy i mean in the real sense of the word like sometimes you know sometimes i actually ask myself that you know people often say that you know this is how god created you this is you know this so when i think about it like i used to tell it to my mom when i was a teenager and i still believe it that you know see what happened was god was creating everybody so there is this belief that god created humans from clay i mean especially in our uh, uh, interpretation so mm-hmm. i what i think is that there was some clay lying on the floor and then angel came and he was like god you have forgotten i mean what to do with this it's going to go to waste so he was like oh come on give it to me i'm going to create another human so that is the that is the human that i am so i am i am an unplanned creation it is why i am like this i love it you know my my mother used to say that you know you are such a fool you know you don't know anything like mom see had i not been there as you know as somebody an epitome of uh, foolishness and how people like you i mean the sane ones how would they get recognition from people i mean there should be a difference i mean there should be a fool and then should be a wise person so if fool wouldn't exist how will people know that there is a wise person there so you know <laughs> you need to give credit to me right so we have a beautiful just kind of picture of a frantic search through a home what what is an almira so it's actually a cupboard so i i use this oh. word for that okay nice like a big cupboard yeah there was this big cupboard so actually i'm a very cluttered person from from my head and you know everything around me is disorganized like i am disorganized things are disorganized even my husband is disorganized i think i attract disorganized things around me <laughs> i mean you know i sometimes i feel that that so if if you come to you know if you come to my home and if you look at my bed so everything around me is so messy my uh, bed doesn't uh, have sheets i i don't like i mean i'm like just leave it like that and that you know it's it's very weird so i i keep my uh, clothes like that so it's like just put it just throw it away and my you know my my actual cupboard is like an epitome of how disorganized i am then there is this medicines popping here and there and i'm um, amid all these and there is my you know there's my glasses that i don't know that where i have kept because sometimes it comes out of a medicine box sometimes out of you know computer table sometimes even in, in sometimes i forget it in the in the washroom i mean i, I have actually done that so i have this actually uh, 
you know thing that i use the uh, uh, walls of my washroom as like a you know as a sketchboard or something so i write my thoughts there so mm. which is why i <laughs> i use this uh, i use my glasses sometimes i make my notes sometimes i read sometimes i write i mean uh, some uh, of my yeah. poems i mean there was this poem that i wrote about pooping so that was the one i wrote in the washroom i mean so yeah makes i mean like, that makes sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever lost your 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 glasses down the down the toilet <laughs> of course i mean <laughs> <laughs> that line though what if i threw it in the commode and it washed away with my humble <laughs> yeah actually i have done that so once i brought my laptop to the washroom because i was writing and i was like you know i feel the ambience looks good so why don't try it here so i went to my washroom with this with my laptop and then i you know mis- misplaced my glasses i was like where are they where then they you know came out to be where they are supposed to be i mean right what is the place for glasses i mean if not where they are <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh that's beautiful oh man i just feel like every one of these places is is now some place that you have actually lost your glasses am i assuming that correctly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and actually some places are like you know the actual ones and some are like you know world of my imagination because sure. i often think that if i lost it here then what's going to happen so uh, the gar- garage part no actually why are we revealing it i'm not going to reveal it <laughs> <laughs> oh i just think it's funny because like i I do some some woodworking. I think it's really fun, but I always need pencils to mark stuff on wood. Um, and I used to always have a pocket, like I I do woodworking with a pocket on my chest, and I would end with like five or six pencils in that same pocket because I'd keep picking up new ones because I couldn't find the last one, even though it was literally like attached to my chest. Yeah. I've gotten now in the habit of hanging pens from my glasses when I'm woodworking because then they're like clicking against my face and I actually remember I have them there. I love the the symmetry of this story. Lost pens lead to glasses and I like it. The lost glasses. Ah. Uh, I do I do see that in the Google Doc you have addressed some of the other questions that I wanted to ask. Um so uh we're going to put in the the show notes uh places where you could you can donate to help um those who are experiencing uh flooding in pakistan uh is there anything that you want to acknowledge about that uh before we kind of wrap up here to take it in a completely different direction (laughs) yeah sure so there is this person uh, her name is sabah irshad s-a-b-a-i-r-s-h-a-d and uh, you can find her on facebook or you can you know message me at the Fizzer Rights, F-I-Z-Z-A-W-R-I-T-E-S on Twitter, or you can email me uh, on my email address, which I'll share with you guys, and then you can share it. Mm-hmm. So you can, um, you know, tell me about it, and I'll connect uh, you to her. She's uh, doing a- extremely good work, uh, and she is an individual person who is doing it. She's not connected with any NGO or any, any other organization, mm-hmm. So, which is why I would really appreciate if you guys support her. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, um, 
Your original goal started in 2020 to get into 50 journals and you got into 70 if I, if I read correctly, but that's incredible. But yeah. I, I, I noticed that the pandemic was a major theme in many of your early works. And so your goal of 10,000 journals by 2030, um, my question is, uh, by 2030, what do you hope or wish will be the major theme and inspiration for your writing? Uh, thank you so much for asking this question. Uh, I have so far been uh, published in 111 journals, so I'm wow. very happy about that. That's so, so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you. I, I feel that I could go a little more, but I got so many rejection emails that, you know, I haven't been able to cross that, you know, 130, 120 mark that I was aiming to, you know, go by then. But I'm working on that. Anyways, uh, as for your question, uh, I, I believe that, you know, I, I want to harness the power of subtlety and humor to talk about things that matter, but we are too afraid to even mention them out of fear of social rejection. And I, I want my poetry to challenge power dynamics, look in the eyes of hidden truths and subject readers to an prejudiced world where they can breathe without fear. The other day I was reading uh, this poem. The God of Numbers and Eve after by the Nushal Demaris. And there was this line in that poem, uh, how hard we try to break the world down, make sense of it, how steadily it resists. So these lines really stuck with me. And uh, I had never thought about this before. But then, you know, when I re read that line, I was like, these are the sort of realities that I want to explore or dissect in my own poems. I mean, I haven't felt like this before. And there were, there were certain lines that I would like to share. So they were, I like to imagine a god who rises before dawn, takes out the stone tablets and starts to tally the individual hairs on each head, the number of breaths we have taken in the night, who counts the sea, shooting ourselves through the dark galaxies of our bodies just before he gets back to work, turning out the next tornado or reaching down to give the tectonic plates another good heart shake. So, you know, when I when I read those lines, so I I found it so relatable because when I was a child, this is how I used to imagine. I mean, the entity, the entity of God, and I felt that I never had the courage to share my interpretation with the world. But when I when I read this poem, I felt that these lines have changed me and given me so much courage that now I I want to at least attempt to probe hidden truths further in my own poetry and I never felt like this before and uh, this was the first time that I felt that this is what I need to use my pen for earlier it was more like you know I want to express myself I want to hone my craft I want to write now it's more like purpose driven and I want to write more such pieces so that's what I aim to do you know by the time I you know get to 2030 I, I want to be a purpose-driven writer I mean I don't know why but I mean by these uh, when I read these poems so they really give me this sort of courage that you know there should be a purpose I actually recently uh, hosted this uh, hunger themed open mic where I invited poets from you know all over the world and we raised uh, up to thousand dollars and we gave, donated it to uh, non-profit organizations so all all over the world and you know when i when i was doing that i realized that you know this is this is what i want to do i mean i i want to be the voice for underprivileged people earlier when people would say something like this i would like 
I I used to think that you know why I mean I used to consider them maybe not being genuine or uh, maybe or you know I I used to have a very different opinion. But now it's very it's very different for me, and I am surprised at that how small things change you. I mean, yeah. mm. Mm. that's I that's the thing that I keep learning about poetry as we go through this podcast mm-hmm. is like I'd I'd only ever thought of poetry as self expression, but I'm now reading poets who are making me challenge my own ideas and what I believe and understand and how I view the world. And it just, it's a, an amazingly beautiful thing to be challenged by art. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to follow up either of those statements because they were both beautiful. Well, Fizza, I hope that you were okay being on the other side of the interview this time as Dave and I do about one half as good of a job combined as you do with your guests on YouTube. Again, check out Fizza's um, YouTube channel, Fizza Writes, for her interviews with poets. But before we let you go, uh, here at My Bad Poetry, we end each week with the words of a true poet. So would you be willing to share one more poem with us today. So there is this uh, poem of mine, uh, The Unburned Toast, and it has been recently featured in uh, uh, Gila Members uh, Community Radio FM 89.1. So, nice. I, and you know, this is the poem that a lot of people have said that, you know, this is one of your best works, which I'm still not sure because when I read it, I feel that I could have changed this or that. But if you are talking about relatively good poem, then I think I can read that. This sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> The title is The Unburned Toast. Okay. Unravel the mystery of the half-burned toast, a slice of brown bread that couldn't succumb to fire. One day you will know what it means. A pale brown woman with unkempt tresses walks along the pavement, the asphalt and concrete cracked with age, a barren thoroughfare of desires, a road to hell in the making. Her black eyes look around. Look, uh, look around, the remnants of a half-eaten apple look tempting. She hides it secretly inside her cleavage, a feeble attempt at a brutal revenge. Those once altruistic soldiers become monacquins. My poor Pakistani mother in a slum, too has feelings, too has rage. They say, have patience, you will get the aid you deserve. Don't they know the toast has burnt and the jam is now wet? Hmm. Wow. Nice. That's beautiful. Special poem. Yeah. It's a a great poem. Yeah. Well, um, uh, it's now probably, what, 1140-ish? (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine staying up that late. How are you, (laughs) dude? I I don't know. I mean, I I can't sleep. So because when I'm sleeping, I get all weird ideas that you know i need to write this i need to do this so which is why i'm really you know not able to sleep properly so actually the other day i was telling my husband that it's been ages since i have had a proper sleep either i'm lucid dreaming or either i'm having these weird dreams where i'm writing things and the moment i wake up i forget what the hell did i write it's actually very weird i feel very restless i mean people get some sort of rest because it's actually called rest, but I don't get that rest. I want that rest, I mean. Well, we will leave you with your unrestlessness then. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh Fizza, this has been this has been so fun. Um yeah, thank I, you so yeah, much. Yeah, it's it's great to to come back into season three with so much laughter. This has been my bad poetry. Now you go and write your own bad poetry. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, that's awesome. Rhyme free doesn't matter.